Thursdays kind of start feeling like the weekend to me again. I don't know if it's like my way my schedule is or whatever, but like I love Thursdays because I feel like I'm just about to jump off the diving board to get into the weekend. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love it. Dude, I I must admit too, like I've been, you know, obviously my routine was different when I went with the Yankees and I came back and I was cold plunging. I cold plunge every morning for like a year. Just to get my day going. And like I must admit, when you get away from the cold water, bro, it starts screaming at you like, you're a winner. You can't do it. Company. It's like it becomes Mike Tyson. Like you're like your Sphinx going against Mike Tyson back in like 1989. So like, dude, this morning I'm like, I'm winning today, baby. I'm coming. So I got up first thing in the morning. I told Jillian, I'm like, hey, get yourself some cereal real quick, and you know maybe an apple or something. That'll be in the cold plunge, and then on the Peloton. So I, dude, I hit the cold plunge five minutes, bro. It's game. You get to the oh. mind through the body. The mind and body are connected, bro. It honestly has changed my day. So I'm ready. You're breathing. Dude, it's so funny you say that. I almost said this to you yesterday. I think about you every morning while I'm in the shower, just so you know, bro. That's, that's, yeah. Because. <laughs> just I don't know on. if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's a good thing, dude. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, because my last minute of my shower... I just go all the way right. That's my. That's the uh, yeah. the every man's cold plunge, bro. I can't afford the cold plunge thing. You you go into like a you go into like a, a small space shuttle. I've seen your <laughs> me. It's just hey, turn it all the way to cold. See what happens. But dude, this is when it starts getting to a tough time of year to have that discipline because it's yeah. like you wait. It's chilly around here right now. You get that nip yeah. in the air. You get into the shower and like seriously the entire shower i'm taking because i like a nice warm shower the entire time i'm just psyching myself up for the last minute but, dude if i don't do it i am lethargic all day it literally it's like putting a new pair of double a batteries into your remote control dude it wakes me up in the morning to do that yeah, dude it is no doubt about it i i, I told booney i told you know aaron boone like a couple him and Carlos Mendoza, we would joke around about, hey, dude, you guys want to go next level? Cold, start with the cold shower. So Booney's like, on day 21, you know what I mean? Cold shower, you know, get my day going, get my sunlight in me. So it's been pretty pretty fun to kind of do that with him too. Troy Aikman, Troy Aikman was on some show a, a couple of weeks ago where he says he has not taken a hot shower in a year. All he does is take ice cold showers. Every shower he takes is ice cold. Troy Aikman, former football. Love it, dude. Love it. Hey, hey. Success leaves, success leaves clues, bro. <laughs> I, that was like a tongue twister for me success no, leaves clues you did it all right so success left clues to the astros last night they got off good the segue bro good segue i'm getting good at this now i'm getting back into my groove now that we're back after months <laughs> what is your take on the game last night well I, like we said yesterday dude, the, the, the astros had to punch back you know going down 3-0 in texas you knew this was going to be a dog fight you know the, the, the texas uh, the, the the houston astros have been there, done that. They knew exactly what they needed to do. Scherzer coming in for game three, hadn't pitched in a long time, wasn't as sharp, you know, and I think a veteran lineup like the Astros, they kind of exploited them. They weren't chasing the slider. They were getting them up in the zone. Any mistake he made, they were on. They hunted them early. Altuve, and I would say, Chinch, 
The stars come out to play in the postseason, dude. That's why you have stars on your team because they come out to play. Altuve, Alvarez, kind of the leaders last night, leading the way to get the uh, the Astros back to two to one. So uh, it was a great game, man. It was fun to watch, and uh, they, you know, the Astros came out punching, swinging early. It went up four or five nothing right away. Yeah, I I also think I thought about this last night. Like when you have a franchise that has some good top to bottom stuff where I'm not even talking about the major league level, your minor league system is going along with the same plan that the major league system's going on. A team like the Astros, I saw it last night. You can have Michael Brantley go down and all year long he was out. I think he only played 15 regular season games or something, but it's like, Hey, get healthy, man, get in the playoffs. Cause we trust you. You're a career 300 hitter. That dude he made a really tough catch in the outfield last night. And it's just, you know, Case is a hitting coach. You know, I'm not taking anything away from anybody who was on the Yankees this year. But if you had a guy like Michael Brantley in your lineup, you're not, you're almost not even coaching him. You know, he's like, the, like those professionals. They have young guys, older guys, veteran guys. And like you said, the stars come out, man, at night in, in the playoffs. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a, you know, to, to look at Michael Brantley is a great point because, first off, my son, Jake, or any hitter out there, you want to look at a swing or an approach, go watch Michael Brantley. His swing is so simple. It's so basic. Uh, his, his approach, he doesn't get outside the zone. He stays on the fastball, keeps it out, out over the plate. Michael Brantley, I believe, came was first, first game back was against the Yankees when we played them, I believe, in September. And he went deep. And I was like, is that easy? Yeah, you know, is that easy? This guy just gets back. But, you know, you watch him in the postseason. I mean, what a weapon, dude, to know that Brantley was going to come back later in the year, just get him healthy, knowing the Astros knew they had a good enough team to get to the postseason. And then you add a guy like Michael Brantley, who's, who's already on your roster. You're seeing what he means in the postseason. The bats he puts together, the play he made last night was incredible. And that, you know, into the left center gap, a big part of the game, you know, runs it down. But just his at-bats, the way he hits, he, he lengthens that lineup big time. Yeah, you know, I got one quick anecdote to that. Years ago when I was at MLB Network, before everything happened with him, Trevor Bauer came in and, and did a couple days dates in the playoffs, and he told us uh, that the pitchers on Cleveland right. used to go to Brantley to, to, to get notes on how they were doing, what, what he saw, and what they were doing wrong, and what he would attack on them. And he used to kind of go into pitchers' meetings and stuff and help them help the pitchers – coordinate how to face hitters because that's how like cerebral he was about about hitting a baseball pretty cool huh i love that i love that so smart so smart to pick a guy like that uh, brain yeah so on the flip side uh now we got going back to philly man right unbelievable yeah. what they're doing there you got you got first of all let's start let's start with before the actual gameplay is going on you love the song that's playing there you like oh the dude well they got that i just saw that uh, is it calem scott yeah. He sings that song, Dancing on My Own. It's become like the Philadelphia Phillies theme song, but the players, too. Uh, it just hit one billion downloads. That's the, the power of sports, the power of human, you know, community, that when they get together, you know, they, they, they're everybody is singing that song in the Philadelphia area, if you're a Phillies fan around the world. But it's such a catchy, feel-good song. For some and people I, who haven't heard it, sing, give me, a, give me a, a bar or two from it. Well, I just know it's, 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 it's <laughs> I guess probably dancing on my own. And then everyone's like, everyone's like, yeah, baby, yeah, baby. <laughs> Dude, it's incredible. That listen, don't take it from my terrible voice, but download that song. Get that thing, however many listeners we have, 
get a few more thousand listens out there for Caleb Scott's dancing on my own. And just listen to the, to the, um, um, to the, uh, Phillies game, man. It, it, they sing it. Like, I think they play that thing like a couple times a game and the place goes nuts. Yeah. And I think it was, was it, was it, um, Brayson Scott that they sang that song? I think it was oh, yeah. that song they was. sang. And then he hit that grand slam and the yes. wild card and the place almost came down. <laughs> what was, what, what songs gave you chills when you were playing? Not necessarily your own. I got to think probably Hell's Bells, right? When, uh, when you, were, oh, uh, dude, when, Tre- when Trevor Hoffman would come out to Hell's Bells, that was incredible. Yeah. When when Mariana would come out to uh, Inner Sandman, that oh, was incredible. That was uh, wait, there was another. There's another good one. Um, I, I got a good one. When when Paul O'Neill was in his prime with the Yankees, he had yeah. Baba O'Reilly. Oh. And, and it was just and a whole crowd would go nuts as soon as just the intro to Baba O'Reilly from the Who came on. That was that's really cool. And you know what else is cool? Um, you know, Creed is playing right now with the Rangers. You yeah. know that they're playing high. Can you take me yeah. high? And I thought you were place where blind men see. Dude, I used to come out to that song. Did you? I used to come out to Creed that's High. So I'm like, hey, this is bringing back memories for me. Are you kidding me? This is incredible. Now, let me ask you this real quick. We're diverting here, but were there times where you're like, wait, let me pace my walk because I want to hear my song? Before you were going, oh. or were you locked in too much? Like, uh, no, you could hear the song, hear how the fans are singing it before you get in the box? You always hear your song, dude. You <laughs> always hear your song. I used to come out to Even Flow, Higher. I used to come out to, oh. um, I came out to a Bob Seger song, who was a big, obviously from Detroit, in uh, in 06, which was cool, on his new album. And, you know, you always come out to, those songs are they're fun to hear when you're walking to the plate. Yeah. You no know, when I, my my senior year in college, we had we got a new like, but you know, Bob Kraft went to Columbia, so he put a couple bucks into a into our right. facility out there. I think it's actually called Robert F. Kraft Stadium now at this point. But we got, but the football team got like a you know like the Yankees jumbotron. We got like good speakers for our music on the baseball. <laughs> but but hey, we took it. But so we what we had our our our, our PA guy would we we had two songs each. I had. Uh, one, this is how stupid I was in college and how cocky I was. It was a, uh, it was like a hip hoppy techno version of Bob Marley, and it would go to the rescue. Here I am, but it was like me, five foot nothing, a hundred nothing, coming to the rescue to the plate. <laughs> the other one I had though that was really good. It was you remember uh, Busta Rhymes took the beat from uh, the Night Rider song, and it would go dun dun. You remember that song? What was the song? Does Buster Eyes come into anything? No, he'd be like, oh, he, he, he talked really fast. I don't know what he said, but it was really good. And that, that, that hyped me up. <laughs> he, so he raps really fast. So I don't even remember what the words were, but that was cool. Anyway, I digress. Let's go back. So the Phillies tonight, is there a must win for either side if the Phillies go up? I mean, dude, obviously, it's they're in the same place that the uh, you know the, the Astros are. In. It's a this is a must win for the Diamondbacks. I mean, they really you know talk about the stars need to come out. I mean, obviously, uh, they have to come up. You know, you got to see Corbin Carroll show up tonight. Tommy Pham's got to show up tonight. You know, Christian Walker's got to have a big game. Like I said, I think right at this stage, we know what the Phillies are going to do. They're going to bang. And and if you're the, if you're the D-backs, you know you got to start playing their game. You you you're gonna you have to get guys on. You have to cash in guys at runners in scoring position. Like 
you can't leave guys out there because the Phillies will strike again like they've been doing. That lineup, somewhere in that lineup is going to get you because they're all really hot right now. Now, do you have to just try to hit like hit bombs or do you try to manufacture runs if you're the lineup of uh, um, the D-backs? Like, like oh. how, how does that work? Do you, do you need to just, okay, we have to score 10 runs, so we got to thump? Or it's like, let's just try to get every single run we can, maybe do a little hit and run and stuff like that. No, this is what this is this is why this is why this is why um you know every pitch matters because you just gotta be really tough at, at bats. You 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 gotta be tough outs, you gotta every pitch matters. Your 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 process and your protocol for every at bat, if you're in that lineup of the dimebacks, has to be on point. You can't waste a pitch tonight. You know, you have to be able to navigate the at bats where you're you're you know, you're you're getting your pitch, you're getting on base, and somebody's casting you in. They have enough home run hitters in that lineup to strike quickly, but I think the big thing is Corbin Carroll setting the stage at the top of that lineup. I mean, as he goes, that lineup goes. So look for him, you know, to have a big game tonight if the Diamondbacks are going to do anything. Yeah, you know, I'm going to get destroyed by people on the internet for saying this, but like I was watching one of the games the other day, playoff game, kind of. I think it was one of the deciding games, and first part of the game gets on base, and I'm, I'm me and Jess are watching, and I'm like, man. Back in the day, if I were batting second, this would just be – it'd be a sack bunt. Like, we'd be sack bunting right here. Running on second, one out, about top of the first inning. And I'm like, you just don't see that anymore. Like, you, you would never see that in a game anymore, right? Would you? You know what? I think you're starting to see it a little bit more, Chinch. I, 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 I just know that I think the whole mentality of just hit home runs is starting to change a little bit. Strikeouts don't matter. That's not true. Mm-hmm. I think you're starting to see teams – you know, at least a couple times when I was, you know, there the last few months, I saw, I feel like I saw more bunts oh. than I might have, than you might have seen in the last few years. So Great I hear. think the bunting, the hitting and run, I think the, the shift being gone is going to bring, you know, you can now get a bunt, you know, into that tri- Bermuda triangle just past the pitcher where all of a sudden, you know, you got to hit, you, you know, if they're going to shift a little bit, you could drop that bunt down the third. So, Getting guys over, getting guys in, it, it matters, man. It matters. And, and also, like I said, over 162, every game matters. As we see when you come down and stretch, oh, man, they're top for the wild card. You know, uh, the division with the Rangers and the Astros, the last day of the year, it ended up mattering. You know, so when you go back now and you start to navigate 162 games, if you get a guy get eye over, get a guy over and get a guy in, I bet you that gets you four to five games a year. Mm. I think, I think the analytics is starting to look at it and go, listen, all outs are not created equal. Mm. If a guy punching out with a guy on second, just because you're trying to get a big fly when not everyone's a home run hitter, get him over. And then I can easily hit a fly ball to the outfield. That's way easier than trying to hit a pump. You mm. know what I mean? So I think the mindset of this game is starting to change a little bit up. Oh no, maybe there was some value in the, in a bunt and get them over, get them in. Oh, I would love that. That's great. Hey, oh, let's end on a super high note with some claps for our boy Anthony Volpe, bro. Finalist for the Gold Glove Award. Talk, hey, you were there, man. Yeah. yeah. I'd be shocked, dude, if Anthony Volpe does not win the Gold Glove. I mean, watching him work, first off, watching him work early work every day, this guy is the ultimate worker as far as baseball goes. There's not many guys that work harder than Anthony Volpe. But I tell you what, there were some naysayers thinking that this guy can't play shortstop in the big leagues. And this guy <laughs> is officially, I think, the best shortstop in the game. 
and it shows by his defensive run saves. Also, balls that he gets to. Travis Chapman, who's the first-base coach um, for the Yankees, does a great job with the infielders and the metrics. And one of the things he was talking to me about is the pre you know, is that is that pre-setup position, that, that hop. You know, you if you watch a baseball game, a game within a game, and you watch infielders, watch these guys set up right when the ball is crossing the plate. A lot of these guys are walking into their position. They're setting up. You know, I used to draw a line and walk up to it or a hop. What they're finding now with the metrics is, you know, you should be in the air. When the ball is crossing the plate, you should be in a hop, almost like I want to say four, five, six inches of a hop. And that allows you when you land, you get you get three to four more feet on either side of you, right? And these metrics for the Yankees, especially Travis Chapman, who's a great infield coach, has helped Volpe a lot to understand. Hey, man, if you get into your setup and more of a, a, a more of a hop, your range is so is going to be so much greater. And when you watch Volpe play short, and for me, I, I had the privilege to do it every day in and day out. This guy's range is incredible. He gets the balls that other guys don't get to. And and and, he, and his feet are so good; it makes up for anything you think he doesn't have a great arm. He's got a pretty good arm, and when he, the way he works his feet and the way he gets in position to throw the ball, the way he charges the ball, man, this guy is the most reliable, one of the most reliable defenders in the game, and obviously, I think the best shortstop in baseball. MVP person, right? MVP person. Oh my gosh, beyond MVP person, dude. This guy is incredible. This, I mean, he's going to be an all star in this league, but beyond an MVP person, I mean, beyond yeah. an MVP teammate, this guy is the best of the best as far as that goes, too. Yeah. And hey, you can argue if you have a top five greatest things that happened to the Yankees this year, my man suited up and started pretty much every game that the Yankees played. Talk about it. at his age to have a full season under his belt i actually saw a quote from you the other day saying like he's now going into next season with 2025 20, at bats against some guys right like, the new york post he's, that you said well, it at the end of the year but they wrote it yeah in. well he's be- he's better he's better off because he played this year in the big leagues as opposed to going to triple a and dominating go to go to the big leagues first 2020 shortstop you know ever i think in yankee history i, I don't even in, in, maybe maybe yeah, even yeah. ever I'm not, I'm not sure about that but it, it, you know uh you know for him to have the year he had is pretty incredible and you can't teach experience. Mm-hmm. So him having a full year in the big leagues is so much better for his development with the struggles, the ups and the downs, learning to navigate a game, the, the, the pitching. And the more you can face these guys, the second, third time around, especially in your second year, third year, the better you're going to be. I know that I know for me, when I could face, oh man, Kerry I, I Wood again? Okay, good. I now I I know what he's trying to do to me. These first few times, I got no idea what these guys are trying to do. You know what I mean? So Volpe's going to be so much better even in his second year, and you know, look for him to win a Gold Glove this year. And if he doesn't, uh, he got robbed because he's yeah. the best shortstop in baseball. I love hearing that. That's a definitive statement from the from the coach right there. I love it. All right, let's leave it there. There's potential. You don't say the name. Very. There's a potential. Speaking of the Yankees, of an all-time Yankee guest on this show tomorrow. Yes, yes, about potential. There's only a potential, so we'll see. We'll yes. see what happens. Very we'll small happens. potential, but hey, man, you get what do you say? You can get a little crack in the door. You can punch right through it every once in a while. So we'll see. There's potential, folks. We won't. We won't. We won't say it. We won't smoke until we got him. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, all right. What do you got going on for today? It's a nice crisp. Uh, I'm about to go. I'm about to go golfing, dude. I got a little golf golf set yeah. up. A couple buddies. Yeah, just nine holes though. During the season, did you golf during the season? I went one time. Me, 
Andy Pettit, Mike Harkey, and Brad Wilkerson went went to this uh, really cool place. Golf. Mike Harkey golf. He's like seven foot nine, dude. Is he dude, the most Hark, biggest? Dude, Hark, Hark's the best, dude. How big is that man? Hark, his back is probably six <laughs> foot five. <laughs> I've seen him in person, and I'm like, he should still be playing right now. Dude, <laughs> Hark is like six six with a back that's like <laughs> six eight. It's <laughs> incredible. You know his back. His back reminds me of Ken Griffey Senior, dude. Oh yeah, Griffey Senior's back is like seven foot four. That's so amazing. big, dude. You know who I saw like that once? I was in the tunnels at Yankee Stadium during the World Series. Hideki Matsui's back was like twice my wingspan, <laughs> and I was like, "Now I see why this guy hits bombs, man." Some dudes oh, are just God. built different, not like me. So big, so big. <laughs> nice. All right, well, go uh, go hit him straight. I guess is that what they? All right, say? and it's uh, it's also my daughter Carly's. Uh, well, Jillian has a big volleyball game today, and oh. Carly's got senior night tonight, so that's going to be good. Go out on the court with her and stuff. For can't believe she's a senior, dude. Wow! Holy moly! Fly, fly, fast, fast wasn't it? Crazy. Yeah. I remember those little kids running around Studio Forty Two back. Then. I know, I know, dude. Wow. Time flies, man. Nice so. man. All right, well, have a great what, day, kids. What are you doing today, bro? Working. I don't have a luxury lifestyle. I don't live in a lap of luxury like Sean Casey. I can't go rolling out to golf. I got to pay some freaking bills, dude. I got to close up the pool at some point. I leave it open because I'm so depressed that it's I'm going to close it. So, like, there's honestly once every couple of years I leave the pool so open that it snows. Maybe I'll show you. Like, it, is, it has snowed in my pool before. I Are you serious? Because once I close it, I look out in my backyard and I'm like, oh, here we go. I know. Well, dude, I, I never. It seems like yesterday. It seems like it seems like yesterday we were on the call where you were opening the pool and remember the guy was like the pool man was there. He was like rattling your the window there in the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, time flies, man. What is what Ferris Bueller always say? If you don't stop to take a look around every once in a while, it's gonna pass. That's right. Thanks, Ferris. <laughs> All right, bro. Have fun today. All right, kids. We love you, man. Yeah. Thanks for everybody listening out there. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks, you, buddy.